the entire premise of the book hinges on one belief and that's that the world needs your message. Mm, so good. The world needs your message, but it's not going to wait. It's not going to wait passively for it. It's not going to wait patiently for it. Like we need your message. You know, ladies, we need your message, but we're going to move on without it. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. There, there are hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people in the world right now. They are desperately waiting for your message. But if you don't give it to them, they're going to find somebody who will. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. And as you can see, I'm in a different location because I have moved. But the problem is, is my office stuff isn't here yet. So you get me on my couch with no art on the wall, but you have the fabulous Matt McWilliams, my friend of a long time, who unfortunately I haven't talked to also in a long time, but um, Matt's a good human, a very good human. I'm going to say that before I read his official bio. Um, we were in a mastermind together for a long time, and I'll have to have him remind me how we even met. I can't even remember that, but it's been years <laughs> and years, like a decade or more. So anyways, let me tell you about his chops because he's very impressive. Um, he's a four-time affiliate manager of the year, and we'll break down what that even means throughout the interview, I promise promise. But entrepreneurs and companies such as Tony Robbins and Dean, uh-oh, Matt, you're going to have to help me with this last name, Grazowski? Graziosi. Graziosi. <laughs> Shark Tanks, Kevin Harrington, Stu McLaren, my homie Stu McLaren, Adidas, Ryan, say it again. Le 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 <laughs> I don't know these names. They're very complicated. I only like to work with people with hard to pronounce with names. How about that? Hard names. <laughs> Everybody knows Lewis House. Everyone knows Shutterfly. Most people know Michael Hyatt. Jeff Walker is like the king of launches. They've all trusted Matt to run their affiliate programs and coach their affiliate teams. You're like, what is all this affiliate stuff, Amber? Stay tuned. Because Matt helps online business owners make money as an affiliate and leverage the power of affiliate partners to grow their business. He is also the author of the book that you can see right behind his handsome head, Turn Your Passions Into Profits. I'm super proud of him. I'm so excited to get my hands on this book. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, thanks, Amber. Uh, I've got that. I've got the book. I've got the cool thing. We were talking before we went live, like, it's because we had a big flood here. And my, my, you talk about like the fancy studio and the yep. artwork, and I had it all dialed in and I had actually just remodeled it like a, two weeks before the flood hit. Oh and so I just say like, you got like the vent in the back. I know, mean, come on. It's so pro uh, air intake or whatever that thing's called. Uh, it's, it's all good. Like that, that's the thing is like, the cool thing is it's, it's amazing that we can even do this. Like, I think we take it for granted. I still am like a kid on Christmas day when I'm able to get on zoom. We just got off a team call. And we had, we had, so we've got team members. We're, we're like totally international now. It's really cool. We got Australia, Thailand, India, Canada, the United States, Idaho. We got like six countries. And uh, for those of you in Idaho, you got the joke. If you're not in Idaho, you're like, that's a state. I, I get it. Okay, I'm not geographically challenged. And it, like, I'm blown away that I'm able to talk to real time to people in five different countries at the so same cool. time. Like, I, I hope that I'll just say this totally unrelated to the book or anything here. Don't ever be not blown away by that reality. Like if you, like you should be, you should think that is the most amazing freaking thing every day. Like I'm amazed at a toilet flushes. I just, that's how I choose to live life. Like <laughs> it's you. amazing. Can you imagine if it didn't? 
Just yeah. think if you've ever been in that, let's not get all there, but if you've ever been in that situation where it didn't, you would spend the rest of your life blown away by the fact that it does. So all these little things, and I think the internet and the fact that we're able to do this is one of them. So there you go, y'all. We're so done. People are, you know, they're like, oh, so hard. And like, it was like, for sure, it's been super hard since the pandemic. We were grinding pretty hard before the pandemic, then like all that trauma that came with it. And then everything, sure. the vengeance, we're all trying to get caught up. Like I get it, it's stressful. But really, we are living in some of the most prosperous, and fulfilling and freedom loving and just really good times. Like we don't have to go too far back for you to mm. not expect all of your children to live, to know that your husband's going to go to war and not come back. Like, I mean, yeah. there's so many things like disease and all kinds of stuff. We are living in good times. Like, let's not forget that when things feel burdensome, our toilets mm, flush, which is very important. And we could talk to each other like this It's great. So yeah. Anywho, let's talk about your, let's talk about affiliate marketing, because sure. that's a term that, you know, as you know, uh, despite being friends with you for so long, I have not really dipped my feet into because it's like one more thing that I don't fully understand the the how to behind the scenes. And it's just yeah. always seemed like, oh, I'll do it next time. So I'm personally <laughs> super excited to tap into your genius again. But I think a lot of our listeners are, or, or viewers on YouTube are going to want to know this too. So can you just tell us like, what is affiliate marketing? Um, at its core, I mean, the, the concept of affiliate marketing has been around for 5,000 plus years. You know, I mean, they were doing it in ancient Rome. I, I don't know ancient Roman names other than Claudius and Claudius. Julius, uh, Julius <laughs> I think, was an ancient Roman name, but he was like emperor. So that's probably not relevant. But I mean, if you think about it, like they're walking down the street and one of them's like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to recommend a, a deli to you. And he takes him to the deli, introduces him to the owner. And the owner says, hey, your next sandwich is on me. You know, thanks for the referral. That that's affiliate marketing. Yeah. And and really all we did 30 years ago ish, 25, 30 years ago is introduce technology to it. So now what I'm able to do is refer business to you and I get a referral fee, aka an affiliate commission, without having to necessarily have the personal relationship or personally hand it off, send an intro email. Like I'm able to do that through a link that sets a cookie on the browser and the technology takes care of it and says, Hey, Matt sent this business, give him money as a result of this transaction. I mean, at its core, that's really all that it is. It's recommending a product and service or service. Uh, you know, I often tell people the best way to get started, like, what, what do I recommend? Take a look at your desktop, both <laughs> virtual, your, your physical desktop right now. I've got Michael Hyatt, you know, former client, I've got his full focus planner, something that we do recommend, right? I've got my book, you know, I'm, I, that's weird. I'm like, hey, I recommend my own book as an affiliate, but I do use an affiliate link when I recommend it. Um, I've got virtual things. I've got the software that I use every day. If you're in gardening, you know, go go look at your gardening shed and your tool shed and say, here are the tools I recommend. Here's the seed I use, the, the, the soil I use. If you're in the health and fitness industry, I, like I'm looking on the other side of my office right now is our gym. And so I see the pull-up bar, which I highly recommend and the elliptical machine and the rowing machine and the benches and the weights. Like I see all those things. And those are things that if I were in the health and fitness industry, I would recommend those products. I'm not, so I don't, you right. know? And so we're, usually it's right in front of you. It's the things you log into every day. It's the courses you've used, the products you're using, the services the people that you used, and I don't mean use people, but you know, hey, this guy coached me and he helped me go from $100,000 to a million dollars. Maybe you should recommend him as an affiliate, you know, because that makes sense because you have a personal experience with it. 
And I think a way that a lot of bombshells can relate to this is when you're in Instagram, like, so I know a lot of people think, oh, you have to be like a digital marketer. Like you have to have courses. No, when you go on Instagram, whoever your favorite influencer is like, oh, here are my Amazon finds. The link Mm -hmm. is in my bio or they have a link tree or they have a whatever those different websites are. Then when you click on that link and you go buy the hairdryer that they say is the best hairdryer on the planet, they're getting a small percentage of that commission because that link is coded in a way that tells Amazon this person referred it, cut them a check at the end of the month. Right. I mean, that's like pretty basic. So even if you're a salon, for example, if you're making recommendations of products and you don't have affiliate links for them, you're missing the boat. Like you should have a page on your, and I used to have a page of affiliate links on your salon and be like, here's everything we recommend with a little Mm -hmm. asterisk. By the way, I might get a small commission at no cost to you. Right. Yeah. That toolbox page. I mean, here's the thing. Whether you're a quote unquote influencer or not, if you have an audience, your audience sees you as the expert. Right. And this can be really hard for some people. Uh, I will say like, I have typically found that with females, it's a little bit harder for them to grasp this, not intellectually, but just to really get it like in their spirit mm-hmm. that your audience looks up to you. They see you as the expert. We all want to know what the experts use. And mm-hmm. so my toolbox page, I mean, it brings in over $10,000 a month pretty consistently. Wow. Because all it is, and, and you can, you know, it's at mattmcwilliams.com, then just click on toolbox or re- click on resources. It'll take you right there. It's just a page where it says, hey, you want to learn this? Then here's what I recommend. You need to do this. Here's what I recommend. You want, and it's all separated and there's, it's pretty, there's images, easy to navigate. There's categories. So it's super easy for people. And that's because people kept asking me, hey, Matt, what do you use for this? Oh, you have a podcast. What do you use for your microphone? What do you oh. use? Yeah. You have yeah, what mic do you use? What, <laughs> what lighting do you have? You know, how do you stay productive? How do you manage an affiliate program? How do you track these? How do you do this? How do you blah, 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 blah. And I kept adding stuff to this page. And so anytime somebody asks me something, hey, Matt, what do you recommend for blank? We have a response that my team can use. It says, all of Matt's recommendations are at mattmcclaims.com forward slash toolbox. You can blah, 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 blah. And I have a couple more lines there. And the cool thing about that is people will then go to that. They go there and they get the microphone, which I make say $7 off of, right? When you buy it on Amazon, but they also go, oh, that's right. You know what? I need to buy this and this. And oh, I see Matt also, you know what I've been thinking about that I should do that. And they grab, and next thing you know, they bought five things. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great way to easily tap into the fact that your audience sees you as the expert and they want to know what you use. One of the easiest ways to do affiliate marketing. We know people who don't do anything else in affiliate marketing, nothing make $50,000, $60,000 a year just from that one page on their site. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend to younger folks who are trying to find something side hustle that doesn't take a heavy lift because maybe they're in college or they're working two jobs or whatever. And I'm like, start affiliate marketing. Like yeah. I recommend you, I tell them to go to your website. I tell them to go to Pat Flynn's website and like, just start learning and start creating content that will drive people to that site. And, um, it's pretty crazy. Of course, I don't eat my own cookies on that, but I know that it works. Who <laughs> have watched you. But, well, um, if you, if you think about it, and, and this is something I write about in the book, like when you're starting out, you're building your platform, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, and this is like one of those big lies and online marketing that just makes me sick. It's so pervasive though. And it says that, that monetizing a platform is a form of selling out, right? That as soon as you start thinking like a business owner and not some benevolent content creator, 
it changes you from someone who's seeking, you know, to serve into like a gritty money, hungry mogul type person, right? That's not true. It does not serve your audience not to monetize. And so when you're starting out, you're building a platform, you're building an audience. The truth is you don't even really know your audience that well. That's right. Like I, I talk about in, in step one of the book is to clarify who you help. And we talk about creating your ideal customer avatar, getting crystal clear on who we want to help and serve and build a business around. And the reality is, as much as we define that in step one, we still don't know, okay, what are they going to buy? What products are they actually going to like? Yeah, they love the blog posts about this. They love my Instagram posts about such and such. They, they like my pictures about this, but what are they going to buy? There's, there's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there's some inertia. Yeah. Good word. To like right now where I'm standing, I have to go all the way over to the stairs, walk up the stairs, walk down the hall, take my wallet out, bring it back down here. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been like, eh, I'll save that tab. Uh, and then a week later, I'm like, you know, I don't know that I really want to buy that. But if I'd bought it a week before, let's say it was $97. I might never have used it and the person would have made $97. And I'm not saying that's how you build your business, you know, as people who buy your stuff and never use it, but you'd kind of like the 97 bucks, right? So there's inertia to buying. But if I create a product that I don't know if they're going to buy, I go through all the effort. I, let's say I'm creating a course. I shoot all these videos and I do all the marketing. And it turns out my audience doesn't even want to buy something that's like that then I've really made a big mistake. Like I'm out a lot of money and effort and I've sold nothing. So option one is you create a product, right? I'm not sure if they're going to buy it. I don't know what price point I should sell it at. I'm not even sure how to market it because I've never really sold anything before. The other option that most people end up doing is like, well, I'll just give away content indefinitely. I'll just never sell anything. Well, that's not a business. That's a hobby. Right. You know, a very yeah. expensive hobby. So what we've discovered, you know, what, what I discovered about 15 years ago is that affiliate marketing bridges the gap between having nothing to sell and selling nothing at all. <laughs> and it allows us to be able to come in and start promoting affiliate products. We monetize immediately. Like I can tell you right now, I was so close years ago before we met. I was, I was waking up at 530 in the morning. I was blogging. I was creating copies, creating podcasts. I was doing all this stuff. I wasn't making any money. And I was about to ready to burn out. I was having an impact. I was changing people's lives. I was getting emails every couple of days saying, Matt, this is amazing. You changed my life, blah, 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 blah. But eventually the thing is like the kids soccer, they don't take those emails as payment. Right, exactly. My, my wife is going, hey, um, the mortgage company called and um, they don't take the fact that you grew your email list by 50 people this week as payment. Like you have to have actual money. And so just monetizing immediately. The other thing I love about it there's no customer service. There's no fulfillment. There's no hidden costs. There's no credit card processing or this or that. There's no risk, all those things. Like I love having courses. I love our customers. Sometimes though, I just want to do a promotion and make the money without all the hassle, yeah. you know? And so that's a big benefit when you're starting out. You're starting out, you usually have a pretty small team. Maybe you're even a solopreneur who needs customer service when you can just do affiliate marketing. The big one is it teaches you how to sell. You get to do what I call PTP. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. I get paid to practice. Yeah. I get paid to test out subject lines and see what's going to work. Or maybe I go live on Instagram and I find that if I go live for 30 minutes, I can sell 10 versus sending an email and I sell two. Yeah. So maybe I just need to go live a couple times a week and make a lot of money. I don't know. Maybe you'll find the opposite. Maybe you'll find that going live on Instagram with your audience, you sell two, but you send one email, you sell 10. Well, you learn something. 
you know? So you get, you learn how to sell, you learn what works for your audience. You promote two similar products. One of them is $97, the other is $497. And just as many people buy the $497 thing. What have you learned? They'll buy the higher ticket price. Why, why would you sell something at a hundred bucks if they'll pay five times more and buy the same, you know, the same number of people? So what you're, what I'm hearing you say is like, if you practice with somebody else's product that informs your strategy for your own products, should oh you gosh, yeah. go that route? And That's I think the best part, do you know, Dave, Dave Chesson, Kindlepreneur? Oh yeah, Kindlepreneur. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I was just, um, just going back and forth with him on a DM yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. um, he was my Nashville neighbor before I moved. Oh, cool. Such a great guy. He and his wife, Tiffany, um, yeah, yes. enjoyable people. They, I should say they, because she's very involved in the business too. They, and I don't know if he still does this, but I know at one point, like he would write like a really in-depth blog post about a book. And then he would have an Amazon affiliate link to it. And mm -hmm. then he would test the content and then that would determine if he was going to, so he would drive all the traffic, he would build his SEO and everything yep. would be to just get an affiliate margin off of this book. And then he would replace the link with his own book. So now he's already got the yep. site built up. He already has the SEO going. He always has proof of concept for his book. I mm -hmm. just like, gosh, you're, you're so smart. <laughs> what a smart person. Yeah, I mean, you learn, not only do you learn what your audience will buy, but again, you learn price points, you learn promotional methods, you learn the topics, yeah. you learn sales strategies. Like some of my best emails that we now use to sell my own products came because I tested them. I wouldn't have tried them in my own launch. I wouldn't have tried them in my own promo because they're too risky, you know, but we tried them in an affiliate campaign when there, there was no risk. Like if I sold a couple less, yeah, I made a little bit less money, but at least I didn't have like, you know, my company wasn't dependent upon those sales. Right. Um, and so we got to try things. I mean, like when I remember when I launched my first course, so 2017, I'll tell you right now, it was super easy. Most people, you hear the horror stories. The reason why it was so easy for me is I'd done basically the same thing 30 times promoting affiliate offers and being behind the scenes on those and seeing how they worked and knowing what emails were going to work and when the emails should send and what else I needed to do. And all these things, like I knew how my audiences are going to react to different, you know, triggers because I'd done it as an affiliate. And so that practice, um, you know, is, is so so powerful. The other thing that ties in with that is it trains them to buy. Mm -hmm. You've, I've heard the stories and I've seen it myself. People go seven months without selling anything. What they are doing is conditioning their audience. So step eight of, of my book is all about conditioning your audience. And the, the quote in there is one way or another, you're conditioning your audience. The question is, what are you conditioning them to do? So if you're conditioning them to read your emails and then there's no call to action, you, what you're conditioning them to do is say, oh, there's an email from Amber. I'll read it real quick on my phone. Oh, that's cool. Oh, great information. Delete. Moving on with life. But if you condition them to open the email and go, dude, that's a pretty good email. Click. Now it becomes reaction over time. I see Amber's email. I click the link. I click the link. And next thing you know, they're clicking the link to pretty much whatever you want them to click the link to. And yeah. that might be a sales page or it could be free content. doesn't matter. The same is true if you condition them to just expect free content, free content, free content, free content, free content, free content. Then when you finally do sell something, they're like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And that's when you get the horror stories. 5% of my list unsubscribed. Yeah. Cause you conditioned them for a year to expect free so that when you sold them something, they revolted. Yeah. The reality is what you built was 
those 5% were the freeloaders who were never going to buy anything. And the only reason they stayed was because it was all free. Right. And then when you finally did, you're training them, you're training them to expect a periodic offer. And now, and I also want to point out because we're, you know, we're having really aggressive sales conversations over here, but you know, if you have people on your list who don't buy anything, when we say list, we mean your email list. So your newsletter or followers or, or your, followers, yeah, your followers, whatever. Um, you know, I've had people for a decade now who have been on my list. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll reply to me. Like I know things about their lives yeah. uh, and they've never bought a single thing from me. I've had, I've had women, well, I'll, I'll take that back. I've had women who have um, emailed me or sent me a direct message on a social platform and have said, Amber, I listened to all of your podcasts from start to, to now. I binged them. I bought your book. I downloaded the free workbook that came with it. And I took my business from fledgling and whatever to, you know, my first six figure year. And then the second year I sold it, you know, at a whatever mm. profit. And so like that, maybe all they've spent was $14.99, but yeah. you know, that also then gives me a quote or, you know, something that I can use in sales. So like, it's not all lost. And, and no, and no. from a female's perspective, we're a little more okay with people not buying everything. But I also think from a female perspective, we undervalue ourselves. And so we yep. need to be a little more aggressive about selling. So that's why I was super excited to get you on the show. <laughs> yeah. And to be clear, what I mean though, is that person who binged and bought the book and hasn't done anything else you still set the expectation. Like if, right. if, if you had gone, if they'd been on your list for a year and a half and you never sold anything and then you did yeah. rather than then even buy the book, they would have just been like, Oh, I didn't know this was ever going to happen. And they would have clicked on subscribe. Yeah. And so again, the point is like, what are you conditioning them to do? If they are conditioned to just expect free content indefinitely, and then they get upset when you finally do try to sell something. I don't know of a way to cushion this statement. It's your fault. It is. It's, <laughs> it's your fault. And we don't want that to happen. So we have to get into that money-making mindset from day one. We have to, you know, like I always tell, like this is in the book. There's uh, throughout the book, I'll, I'll see if I can find it here, but there's, we have declarations. You know, I'm a big believer in verbalizing, you know, out loud, you know, the truth, right? And one of them is I run an online business and businesses make money. All right. We say that I like, okay, I run a business. Businesses make money. When Walmart opens up down the street, you don't walk in and like expect to just be able to get free advice on how to do whatever it is, you know, that you want to do for six weeks before you buy anything. Like, no, they, they sell stuff on day one. You walk in the store with that expectation. And so I want people to come to me with the, the expectation that I'm going to serve. Yes. That I'm going to provide, we'll do over 300 hours of free content in 2022. You could basically spend almost an hour a day consuming my content and never have to pay a dime. Right. Yeah. I want them to expect those things, but I also want them to have an expectation that I run a business yeah. and businesses sell things. So we try not to go too long. Uh, without selling something. And one of the best ways to do that early on is to promote affiliate offers, which conditions your audience and trains them to buy. Because, you know, Dave's a perfect example. If they'll buy that, whatever, $100 product from somebody else that you recommended, they'll buy a $100 product from you that you recommend as well. And that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of learning your price point and tolerance and, and, and language. And to your point, like testing the subject lines and A-B testing. All that. 
methods. So, and don't get overwhelmed by that. Just, you know, start buy Matt's book and start simple, and then you can start to get a little more sophisticated. But I, the one thing I don't want to have happen is you listen to this and go like, Oh, that's so far beyond me because that's been me for years. And I, don't get me wrong. I do have affiliate income coming in. It's not like I don't do it at all, but like, I, I'm certainly not doing it at the capacity for as long as I've been in business and as big as my audience is. So <laughs> we're going to get it better. Most um, people aren't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So that's going to be a 2023 thing for me. Cool. Uh, Let me give you a real quick illustration for, sure. from the book that'll, that'll kind of, um, so there's two things actually I'll share, I'll share a story and, a, and an illustration. The first one is the illustration. I call it the affiliate donut. I'm really hungry right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and no, so I probably shouldn't be talking about either of these stories. Both of these stories involve food. I can't eat them. <laughs> Both of these involve food. So if you picture a donut, like that whole is your core offers. This is the way that we serve our audience with our product or service. All right. This is the one to three things that we're the best in the world at. You know, for me, my core offers are we teach affiliate marketing, we teach list building, and we teach affiliate management, right? Those are the things that like you come to me, I can, I got you covered. I believe I'm the best in the world at those three things. All right. Now, everything else that you could do in an online business, you could have a subscription site, right? I kind of know that we have one, but I'm going to refer you to Stu McLaren. Oh, you want to learn how to do a product launch? I know a lot about product launches, but you want to know all the details? I'm going to refer you to Jeff Walker. All right. You want to learn how to run a virtual summit? I know how to run virtual summits. We run the affiliate side of them all the time for our clients, but I'm going to refer you to Navid, my friend Navid Moazas, and he's going to teach you all about that. Oh my that. gosh. I've completely forgotten about him. Yeah. Uh, he just he just bought his company back. So that's why he was fresh on my mind. And we're actually working with the guy. One of our clients is one of the guy he, that he sold it to that he bought it from, you know, and then bought it from. So, but yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm thinking. You know, when I think of that affiliate donut, it's all the sprinkles on there that your audience wants to know they want to learn. They need to buy whatever it is. I did a, I did a great podcast earlier with a lady who runs paint parties. Mm -hmm. um, Heidi easily. And I was like, you teach them how to do paint parties and how to build the business around paint parties. Do you in fact create the paint? No. What about the brushes? No. What about the canvas? No. Well, you need to recommend all of those things because your audience is going to come to you and go, Heidi, what kind of paints do we buy? What kind of brushes do we buy? What kind of canvases do we buy? And your two options are basically say, I don't know, go figure it out yourself. Screw you. Or, Hey, here's my recommendations. And you're going to serve them by giving them affiliate links. So picture that affiliate donut. That's the first thing. The second thing that I, I find a lot, and this actually happened to be, uh, it was an audience full of, I think it was 96% female. And I was speaking at this conference and I shared a lot of what I, you know, shared today. Amber. I was like, you know, affiliate marketing and how to get started. And here are the keys to promoting better, which we can talk about. And all these things, I was super excited. And when I practiced this speech, this is like one of my first times that I ever spoke in front of an audience of more than like 500 people, right? About a thousand people in the audience. And when I practiced it and I got to the point where I said, who here thinks they can do affiliate marketing? I'm thinking all their hands are going to go up. They're all going to be like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. We believe you. They're going to like run up on stage and I don't know, like hug me or something. It's weird. <laughs> That's how I pictured it in my practice. That did not happen. I said, who here thinks they can do affiliate marketing? And like 200 hands went up. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> and I picked this one lady. I was like, so you don't think you can? She's like, nope. Like, why not? She's like, I don't know if I can sell somebody else's product. And I'm like, all right. And I'm making this up on the fly. Like I have not prepared for this. I'm like looking up on stage. I'm like, well, there's two, there's two chairs here for the next speaker. I was like, come up here and sit down. Oh, I love and it. You know what? I'm literally only told her that because I knew it would take her a while to get up on stage while I thought of what the heck I was going to say. And I figured it out as she was about halfway up. I was like, all right, restaurant. 
like restaurant. Like, okay, I got this. I said, sit down. I said, tell me about your, we got her a mic. I said, tell me about your favorite restaurant. She's like, well, such and such place. I was like, okay, where, where is it in town? She's describing where it is. What's it like when you pull up? She's like, oh, it's this old building. It was an old schoolhouse. I still remember that. It was like this old schoolhouse. They turned into a restaurant. It looked really cool. All right. What about when you walk in? She starts describing the ambiance and the decor and like, this sounds amazing, you know? Okay. What about the service? She tells about the service. She's like, it's my, my water glass is always full, but it feels like the waiters that never there. It's, it's one of those places. I don't know if you've ever been in a place like that, where it's like, how, how do I have water all the time? And I don't remember the waiter getting in the way and he doesn't want to, he talks enough, but not too much. And last week, the service is so good. Last week, my husband and I went and we forgot our doggy bag. The waiter almost got hit by a car bringing it out to us. Like the service is made. Okay. Now this is the big question, by the way, don't ever ask this at 1130 in the morning at a conference. Turns out that part was a mistake because people almost revolted. I said, tell me how good the food, tell me about the food. And she starts describing this. It is nothing short of a sensual experience. Like it was like, it was like a group full of Pavlov's dogs in there. We're all (laughs) ruling, you know, just ring the bell and we're going to just start slobbering. She's describing this food. It's amazing. And I looked at her and and then I looked at the audience. I said, who here wants to eat at that restaurant? This time, every hand in the place did go up. And I looked at her and I said, you just did it. She's like, I did what? I said, you just did affiliate marketing. You sold a thousand strangers on someone else's product. Don't tell me you can't sell your own audience on someone else's product. That's all it is. How how would you sell your best friend? How would you tell your best? We do that all the time. I ate at this restaurant last week. It was amazing. You know, I know you like mac and cheese. They have the best mac and cheese I've ever had in my life. That's That's all we do. Yeah. And it really is that simple. You know, years ago before affiliate marketing was like a whole thing online and there was like course creation and stuff like back in the, back in the olden days. I guess <laughs> the I olden days of the early 2010s. <laughs> yes. That, I mean, truly that's, I, I guess I was, what is it? 2023. So I don't know. I was in my mid to late twenties and I'd, I've been around Lebanon, Tennessee for, you know, eons, like almost 30 years. So everybody knows me and I'm very, was very involved in the community. So I was always at all the events and everything. And I had a friend who owned a jewelry store and I was very close with her and her husband. And I was at all these events with them and I've got very acidic skin. So when I wear, and I'm the queen of, you know, I like Chloe Kardashian hoops and always have been. And so these cheapos that I buy because like, I'm going to lose them or, you know, whatever, or because the nice ones just aren't quite big enough for me. And so when it rubs up against my skin, like it tarnishes. So Hmm. I just throw them away. Well, apparently I wore one pair that was tarnished too much, too many times for her taste. So she just shows up to an event one time and she pulls something out of her purse and hands it to me. And I was like, what's this? And she's like silver hoops. And I was like, oh, She's like, you need to take those tarnished ones out of your ears, put those ones on. And I was like, okay, well, what do I owe you? She's like, nothing. And I was like, no, I'm going to pay you for them. And she's like, no, you go to everything. You are my model. And then I started noticing like lots of people in the greater Nashville area would just give me things. When I had planet Nashville and had a celebrity event planning company, like lots of people wanted me to wear their stuff or whatever. This was before Instagram. This was before, you know, influencers. And I didn't understand that I was an influencer and I always got all this free stuff because Mm. people just wanted other people to know that I chose this and I am the mouth of the South, as you know. So I'm like, (laughs) oh, you got to go to get Gigi's gifts and jewelry. Like, oh, you have to go to Mokara restaurant. Like I I share because I I love it and I want people to enjoy these things as much as I enjoy them. But now we have the opportunity 
to then just make a little commission off of it. And Mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing. It helps you grow your business. It helps you provide for your family. It's helping somebody else grow their business. Like it's a win, win, win. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. I mean, at its core, that's all it is. There's an illustration in the book uh, that I love. I had our graphic designer do this and it's when I'm talking about kind of the the tech side of, um, of affiliate marketing. And it basically shows like these ancient Romans and uh, cause I mentioned them earlier. Yeah. And it says, so one of them says to the other, so if I send you customers, I get cookies, right? Cause we're talking about how it sets a cookie and all that. And, uh, sure. Something like that, you know? <laughs> and so, I mean, it, but if you think about it, it's just such a simplistic concept. We just added that technology to it. Yeah. And it's not as complicated as we think. And the, the, yeah. if there was any blessing in COVID, it was that lots of people got caught up on technology. Like lots of people figured out the Zoom, mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of people figured out like how to follow links and that sort of thing. And so that's, that's a good thing. So Matt, when does your book officially come out? Like when can people buy it? Yeah, the, you can you can buy it now. Amazon, Target, Walmart, they sell books. They, they sell my book, but- Best place to get it because you're going to get some tons of awesome extra bonuses. If you go to passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash, let me double check, forward slash Amber, uh, passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash Amber. There's some extra bonuses there uh, for your listeners, your viewers, Amber. Uh, we've got, so step one of the book, for example, is all about getting clear on on your passion, getting clear on who you serve, right? And so we we dive deep, but not as deep as I wanted to. Uh, Cause when you work with a big publisher, they say, make the book shorter. And I'm like, That's okay, they've got my be... book and there's a chapter on it too. So I could just combine the yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. I want it to be like 800 pages long. They're like, we want to make money on it. <laughs> and that's a lot of ink and paper. And so we talk about ideal customer avatar. And so there's a bonus that walks you through more into that. There's a, an email marketing masterclass as well. Cause we talk a little bit, a lot about email marketing, but we don't get to go as deep as I wanted to. And so there's there's a bunch of extra bonuses, almost $800 worth there. Uh, if you go to passionsintoprofitsbook.com forward slash Amber. Okay. Well, we will put that in the show notes. We'll put Matt's toolbox in the show notes. Obviously, yeah. you want to go to that site to get the bonuses. And Matt, I ask this to every single guest. Um, it's my favorite question. What parting piece of advice? It can be anything. It could be mm. like, here's where to get the best brisket in Texas. Like, I don't care what it is. <laughs> What is um, your piece of advice for a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business? You know, I, I don't know why, but when you said that, there was a particular story about a lady in the book that came to mind. I'm probably going to butcher it. I wrote the book, just to be clear. I mean, <laughs> I I wrote every word, but I never, I don't remember quotes very well, but there's, there's something that really, um, as I was going through reviewing the manuscript. And I remember it was one of those, like, really, I wrote that? Like, that's really cool. That's you know, right. like, it, it impacted me. And, and like the entire premise of the book, I'll get to her story in a second. The entire premise of the book hinges on one belief and that's that the world needs your message. Mm, so good. The world needs your message, but it's not going to wait. It's not going to wait passively for it. It's not going to wait patiently for it. Like we need your message. You know, ladies, we need your message, but we're going to move on without it. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. There are hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people in the world right now. They are desperately waiting for your message. But if you don't give it to them, they're going to find somebody who will. And there's one of the the stories, and I get get to share, uh, there's a part kind of postscript to the story in the book that is not in the book because I wrote the manuscript about 18 months ago. We finalized the manuscript over a year ago. Uh, When you work with a major publisher, it takes over a year from that point forward to go anywhere. And I heard the rest of the story about nine months ago, and I wish it 
gosh, I wish it could have been in the book. But there's this lady I was on the phone with one day. She was, she had applied for our mastermind, Amber, and I was talking to her and she has two autistic children. Anybody with autistic children knows that having one autistic child is taxing on the parents. And she had two and she had applied for our mastermind. And the final step in that application process is a one-on-one call with me where I just want to make sure you're going to fit in with everybody else. And I said, do you have any questions? She's like, well, my only question is that I just don't think that I can, I don't know what to do. Like, how do I, I don't know what to do with my business. I was like, I thought you wanted to do something in the parents with autistic children space. And she was like, yeah, but I don't have letters behind my name. I'm not a doctor. I didn't write, I don't know all the research. I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't go to Columbia or, you know, wherever. Who's going to believe anything I say? And I don't know what made me ask this question to this day. I still, I think it was divine because I would normally be afraid to ask such a crass question, but I just said, can I ask you something? She said, yeah. And I said, you ever thought about killing your children? She was like every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not talking like she's coming up with ways to drown her children. That's not what she meant as a parent of two kids without autism. Like there are days where we just moms, dads, we just go, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I, I need to just get away for a couple of hours. Sweetheart, can you watch the kids so I can just go do be a man or be a woman, hang out with some adults for a few hours. You know, we have to do that sometimes. And she has two autistic children and she's just like, some days, Matt, I, I just don't know if I could cut out to do this anymore. I said, then talk about that. I said, you mentioned something earlier. You said that you managed to travel with two autistic children. What's that like? And she told me what it's like. And I'll, I'll fill that in in a second. I said, that's your platform. Share your life with people. Just share your life. You don't have to have letters behind your name. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be whatever. Just share your life and how you have managed to not kill your two autistic children. How old are they again? 13 and 10. Yeah, you've raised for 23 collective years. You've managed to survive. Go talk about that. And she did. And if you fast forward about a year later, this is not in the book, but she started a platform. She has over 10,000 YouTube subscribers. She's changing the face of that industry. And and she's reaching people. And there's one video that she shot that she sent to me and said, you know, she said, remember our conversation? I said, of course. You know, she said, well, this was, this was the big result of that. And it was a video she shot about traveling with autistic children. The thing I didn't know until I talked to her is when you have an autistic child, let alone two, traveling is one of the most stressful things you can do because most of the time they, they become, you know, autistic children are much more likely to be creatures of habit. And now you take a child who's used to a certain routine. You wake them up early or keep them up late because you never can have a flight when you want to, (laughs) you know, and you put them on a flying metal tube at 35,000 feet and things are happening to their bodies that they've never experienced before. To me, I go, huh, my ears feel funny. To an autistic child, that can be like torture because they don't understand it sometimes. And she has learned to travel with them without feeling judged, without being afraid of what people are going to say if one of them bursts out and they don't. And she's learned how to do that. So she did a video, 10, 15 minutes long, that taught people how to do that. And I'll never forget, I read one of the comments. The lady said, I've got a seven or eight-year-old. We haven't left the county that we live in, in like five years, I've been too afraid to travel anywhere because of your video. I just booked a flight. I can't remember if it was like San Diego or Hawaii or something like it was like a long way away. And to me, when I think about that, like that, that that's what 
that's what the power of like realizing, no, you know, you don't need the letters behind your name. You don't need to be a quote unquote expert. You are an expert. You're an expert at what you've done. So I think about everybody, you know, with, with your, with your people, Amber, I'm thinking, oh yeah, there's, there's other people out there saying the same thing. Yeah. But maybe it's a man. Maybe it's a dude. You got some dude like, and he's been fit since he was the age of 16, but you're a woman who knows what it's like to struggle with fitness or whatever. Okay. So that's your angle, you know, or maybe there's another woman saying it, but she's married with four kids and you're a single mom. That's your angle. Right. Like we find that differentiator and that's our angle. And her angle was like, I'm going to be the person who says upfront, I'm not a medical expert and I don't know what medicine your kids need to be on or any of that stuff. And I don't know what a cerebellum even is. <laughs> well, by gosh, I've raised two successful autistic children and I'm here to share how I've done it with you. And so, like I said, the world, I mean, it needs your message. So you've just got to get out there and, and this book will show you how to get that out into the world and how to overcome. There's so much mindset in this book. I was really hesitant to delve like into the psychology of a lot of things, but I got told by a lot of people that was some of the most powerful stuff, Amber. And so we talk about how to get over those mindset blocks that are keeping people from getting their message out in the world. Cause there, there are so many messengers out there that have been silent and it's time to stop being silent. You know, I've been in this game again for a decade and, and I still have to address the, you know, I call yeah. her, she sits right here and she me, 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 and tells me that I can't and I won't and I'm not worthy and all that, or you're too much or, you know, all those things. And, and I tell my audiences, the only difference between me and you is I tell Gertrude to shut up mm-hmm. here every single day with me. I'm not special. I get it too. But I'm like, oh, Gertrude's piping up again. Shut up. Move on. You ever seen the movie? I think it's called Luna. Luca. Luca. It's a, Dis- it's a Disney movie. And uh, and that's the I. It's, so mine is Silencio Bruno. It's basically like he says Bruno is the voice that's, uh, yeah. you know, of negativity. And it just so it's so like sometimes I even do the same thing. I'm just like, you know what? I hear the voice. You know, yep. Stephen Pressfield says that fear is an indicator. Yep. You know, fear is telling us what we have to do. So the more scared we are are of something, the more sure we, we are that we have to do it. And so I'm just like Silencio Bruno, you know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, give give it a name. I think because when I say Silencio Bruno, what do I do? I start smiling, you know, yeah. like screw you. Yeah, you I know, love fear. it when audience members all I'm like, okay, you got a name her today. What's your name? And like they all come up with the craziest names, and there's usually some yeah. conversation after. Don't it. name her Jennifer. That's don't don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it's gotta be Gertrude, Bertha. You Bertha, know, it's gotta be I something know. like that. That's why I'm like, you know, like Eastern European names from 1923, like something yeah. in the brain that like you won't be calling one of your friends or whatever, like <laughs> have a name that you can be mean to and feel good about Just it. Google most popular Romanian female names in 1920 and you're, you're, on, you're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's a Google result somewhere. Gotta be. Yeah. Especially after one of my keynotes. So um, yeah. oh, now we have Gibbs with us. So he's um, he's come Aww. for this but Matt, this was really, I knew it would be, this is, this has been super helpful. I appreciate that you've explained it without making us feel overwhelmed and, <laughs> and showing the opportunity versus like all the, you know, there's a 7,000 steps you have to take. Like, I love that you're putting in a very, you know, your success path to use Stu McLaren's verbiage. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we part ways? No, I mean, just again, uh, there's an old saying, and I don't remember who it's probably one of those things that's been attributed to like 8 million people. Um, you know, when the student is willing the teacher will appear. And, and right now there are people waiting for you to appear. Uh, they're, they're waiting, they're willing, they're waiting for you to lead them. The only question is, are you willing to be their leader? 
And one of the examples that I write about in the book is like this, this concept of leadership in terms of a platform, you know, and I talk about just, you know, that we only have to be one step ahead, you know, like leadership is, it's scary. It's, it, we feel overwhelmed. We feel inadequate. Just like the the lady that I was just talking about, like we, we feel that way. We feel like I'm, I don't, I'm not qualified. And, um, I write about a guy named Alan Thomas, who's a weight loss coach, actually a dear friend of mine. And he talks about how, you know, he woke up about the age of 60, weighed over 300 pounds, nine months later, weighed 175. And when he coaches people, they say, the reason why we were attracted to you is you're not the guy that's been like in shape since you were 18 years old. And is trying to tell me who's been overweight for 30 years, how to lose weight. Like you don't have any concept of how to do that. And I think about the example I write about in the book is if you're Imagine you're on a hike and you've got like the super fit friend who's hiking with you. Uh, the kind of guy he's like, he's always been in shape ever since you knew him. He wears bike shorts to like a cookout for no reason. Jogs in place at stoplights, smells like soup mix all the time. Like, like he's that guy, right? <laughs> like he's just, he's, you know, you don't have to ask him if he does CrossFit because he's already told you that he does it six times this week. And he's two miles up ahead yelling back at you going, Hey, hurry up and watch out for the, watch out for the what? Like I'm on a dangerous hike. Like there's a, a, when I wrote this story, I'm thinking there's actually a place I'm thinking of where I thought I was going to die a couple of times, you know, on this hike, the better place to lead from that. We don't think we think we have to be the guy that's two miles ahead that we got to be way ahead of our audience. What's a better place to lead from one step ahead, right? Reach back, you grab their hand and you say, Hey, watch out for this thing here. If you slip, you're going to fall and die. And we I think-, think we always have to be two miles ahead to whatever ahead. Two steps ahead. We don't, we just got to be one step ahead. And, and I'm very transparent all the time. Like I, I hate, like I accept that I'm a leader. I accept that I'm an influencer. I accept like, great, whatever title you want to put on me. Cool. But I also, the reason why I talk about the things like at least in the bombshell brand with employer brand central, for sure, I'm an expert and far ahead of most of the people that I work with. But in terms of a bombshell businesswoman being a bold, brave woman in business, it's a daily thing. And I struggle with the same things that my audience struggles with. Mm. And it's not like I'm some kind of guru that never has any insecurities. And I think that you can be transparent about that and your audience will appreciate it. It's, you don't have to be, nobody wants to hear a know-it-all. Nobody wants to hear a perfect person because all that does is make them feel small. So the more real you can be anyways, the the better off you are. I love, I love that. I've never heard that before. Just one step ahead. That's awesome. Just one step ahead. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite quotes in the book is from Stephen Furtick, uh, says the reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind the scenes to everyone else's highlight reels. (laughs) And and if you think about it, like everybody in online business, we've all like, I'm at the point, you know, like I could, I could be really easy for me to, I'm going to talk about it because I think it'd be easy for me to say, yeah, well, how do you have such a great copy, Matt? Because I have a copywriter Yeah. now. How do you build click funnels? Uh, Robbie. You know, how do you, how do you use ConvertKit, Shauna? How do you do customer service, Valerie? All all these things, like we have people now. Seven years ago, I was the guy trying to, I was banging my head against the table, cursing the day that I ever started this business because I had to figure out how to make the button yellow. You know, I mean, like (laughs) we've all been there. We've all had to make the button yellow. We've all had to get the thing to line up in the background and we didn't have a copywriter. I wrote my own copy for the first eight years of my business. We didn't have a designer. We didn't have an ops manager. We didn't have a customer. We had to deal with the the customer. How do you refund a customer? I don't know how you do that now. I have no idea. I've like, technically, I don't even know how to log into Stripe to do it. 
anymore. But there was a time when I did and I did it all. I, I ran the business by myself and then we got to the point. But we compare our banging against head against the wall. We compare the fact that we spent 90 minutes trying to make the stupid button yellow and go, I, I'm a nobody. Because yeah. I just spent 90 minutes trying to, you know what? We've all been there. You're seeing the highlight reel. You see the picture of that entrepreneur with their whole team and their arms are, you know, they're like, look at my team. And we went on a team retreat in Cancun. Yeah. Well, we're not going to Cancun because I don't like Cancun personally, but that's a whole different story. Like we're going to go someplace cool this year as a team, but that wasn't what it was like eight, nine, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. I was, I mentioned earlier, I was writing blog posts at a card table at five 30 in the morning. That's not glamorous. Yeah. I didn't post about that. I don't know if Instagram existed back then, but I sure as heck wasn't posting about it on Instagram. No, honey, those were and our so days we where we that. actually got traction on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we see we're the actually- highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> and we're comparing our behind the scenes. John Acuff says, never compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end, you know? And, and we just, we do that. So stop doing it. Like run your own race. I know it's so cliche, but take advantage of the fact that you're only one step ahead. Take advantage of the fact, you know, I write about the seven archetypes of leaders in the, in the book. And one of them is we call it the jolly journeyman. Like you're the jolly journeyman, you're the hesitant hero. You're not what we call the master maestro. Like you're not the person who's leading from a place of authority and leadership. You're not Gandalf, you're Frodo. And there's nothing wrong with being Frodo. You know, yeah, you've got Gandalf, but there's nothing wrong with being Frodo. Who's just, he's along for the ride. He's discovering cool stuff. And then what does he do? Indirectly, not really in the movie, but he shares the cool stuff he's learning with his audience. That's, That's a place to lead from. And, and so just be who you are and, and, and embrace the fact that maybe you're not the, the world's leading expert. And you know, to this day, I still don't fully understand why certain colors work better on certain things and all these things about marketing. Like I don't understand half the stuff I do and why it works, but I share what works and, and we're able to help a lot of people doing it. You have been for a very long time. It's, it's been so fun to watch your ride. It's been fun to be on it. Yeah, I bet it has been. Even even the even the three hours I spent trying to make the button yellow that was even fun in retrospect. I've had those moments. I'll never forget how to do it. <laughs> gotten a lot better over the years, but man, it used to be something. So, well, bombshell. I hope that you've gotten as much value out of this conversation as I have. I mean, me both because he's a genius at what he does. He really is the best at what he does, and also just to catch up with an old friend. But you can find more of Matt at, um, he's on Twitter. So he's Matt McWilliams two, and he's on Facebook, Matt McWilliams consulting. And then you can get your first 100 affiliates at mattmcwilliams.com forward slash MMC first 100 opt-in. So all actually, if you just go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash first 100 F I R S T one zero zero, that's an easier one for people to remember. <laughs> I think it just redirects to that other one. <laughs> and we want you to get the book, but go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash toolbox. And then yep. anything else that we talked about, I took a couple notes here, you know, passion and profits forward slash Amber. Um, so get his toolbox to, to kind of see how he does his affiliates on his site, then go to um, the other site to grab the book and learn more about it. And I, I might try to link to some of the mindset, the money mindset episodes that we've done um, here recently as well. That might be good to kind of reinforce what Matt's talking about. But Matt, thanks for being on the show. It's so thanks good. Thanks for having me, Amber. Thanks. So good. That's been awesome.
Okay, Bombshell, you know what to do. Um, Share this episode with somebody that you think might benefit from it. Give it a like if you're watching it on YouTube. If you have not left a true rating and review, we love our five stars. We love you singing our praises. But hey, if something rubs you the wrong way, you can write that too. Um, I got thick skin, but it's super helpful because it does help us reach more bombshells. And, you know, how could you, how can you tell Gibbs no? He wants you to do that as well. So if you're watching on YouTube, (laughs) with a mascot. Thank you for enduring the sun. It was great sun with all my meetings today. And then throughout the, it was like the sun's moving and I'm like, well, you can't see my face. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm so sorry for today's quality on my end. Matt looks amazing. And if you're listening, then hopefully the sound will come through and Jean won't kill me as she's editing it. So we will certainly be cheering you on here at Bombshell Headquarters and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.